What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Rethinking Christianity. I hope that you all have been doing well. I know it's been a little bit since I have last put out an episode, um, but I promise we're going to keep it rolling. Um, me and Caleb have both been pretty busy this summer. Caleb is currently uh, doing summer camp in Italy, um, so hope that things are going good for him uh, over there. I am pretty busy working. I work at a church. I'm a student pastor, and so um, the month of June was pretty packed for me as well as not just doing student ministry, but um, I also teach on Sunday mornings uh, when I'm scheduled to do so. And speaking of that, I'm also, I'm actually thinking about putting some of those sermons uh, as episodes um, out on the podcast. Um, I try my best to teach the Bible uh, in a way that hopefully maybe brings about something you hadn't known before. I'm very, I'm very influenced by the Bible Project and um, Tim Mackey and some people like that, N.T. Wright. So um, that's kind of the things that I lean on when I'm thinking through like what a what a passage uh, or how to interpret a passage. So those are some things I might do. But but like I said, you know, this summer has been kind of busy. But I promise uh, throughout July and into the fall, we'll have some episodes that are coming out. Some more interviews being set up with some really cool people. I actually have uh, an interview in December. Oh, with John Collins, who is the co-creator of the Bible Project. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to talking with him. Um, I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, so yeah, so I know th- it's been a little bit, but um, we're gonna we're gonna continue putting on episodes and putting things out on Instagram. Um, if you want to contact us, this is something I was thinking through, and I hopefully have a solution for. Um, I get a lot of DMs on Instagram, but it is hard for me to sometimes see all of those DMs. Um, I don't always get notifications for them. And then I feel bad when I see one from like two weeks ago and I hadn't read it. I don't think I'm important. I just did not get to it. But I have created, if you go to the link on our Instagram page and you want to contact us, um, it'll take you to my website, which will take you to the podcast page of my website. And there's a contact form at the bottom that sends any message directly to my email and I'm able to see that. So if you would like to send any information, questions, whatever it may be, Um, just do it through there. Uh, That'll be the best way. So um, with all that said today, I wanted to get on here and just talk about the chaos and the world that we are living in. Uh, And this is not a like doomsday kind of episode. It's one that is just some thoughts that I have been observing in regards to everything that has been going on in the last like four months or so this year. Um, And just, you know, something that I think that I think we can all be reminded of in the way in which we approach our own Christianity and our own faith as followers of Jesus. So this is what I've been noticing. So if you look at the world, you can break this up into two categories is like the world specific or also um, the church itself. So when we look at the church itself, um, you know, we've had scandals in the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, We have had uh, Hillsong Church has had all those scandals. We've had pastor scandals come out. Um, All these numerous things happening within the church that for people that listen to this podcast and people that I've talked to, people that go to church um, and ones that are on the fringe of, of kind of being ready to not necessarily give up on Christianity, but give up on the church, Um, for many people, they see these things and they're like, you know, this is not something I want to be a part of. This is not something that I want to do. Uh, and so they, they leave, um, or they're very discouraged or it brings about bad, uh, like anxiety and things like that. And for some people they're, they're directly impacted by the things that have, you know, happened in the church. I know people that 
um, have gone through abuse in the church. So, you know, there's that part of the world for, for me, I'm connected to because I work at a church. So I'm well aware of that. And then there's also the world itself, the, the political things going on, the, the events going on. For instance, we've recently, there's a lot of political division and religious division over Roe v. Wade. There is division on guns because of school shootings. There is division on the political, who, who the president is. There, there's all these things that are occurring and they cause division and they cause people to respond in a particular way to the things that are happening. So more often than not, you know, people get angry, they get upset, they get anxious, they get fearful. And there's this chaos and the swirl of things that are continually going on around us that bring about a certain kind of response to these things. And every response, I think, is fair. And I think every response comes from a certain place where people have the right to have that response. But what I have been observing and thinking about is this continual need for hope. And for me, as you know, when I started this podcast, um, it was started with the thoughts of like, well, how do you approach Christianity from maybe a philosophical standpoint? Like, how should we think about Christianity um, and, and rethink Christian beliefs? And for me, you know, I'm kind of shifting to a place of, well, what does it mean for me to live that out? And like, what does it mean for me to, to set aside my doubts and set aside my fears and set aside some of my questions about Christianity and the Bible and religion in general and God and um, really sink my teeth into like something that I can place my life's hope in. And when I see the world around me and I see the chaos around me, um, I think this, that there's this great need for hope. Right? There is this need for people to hope in something. And hope is simply, I think hope is this thing that you can lean back on and say, you know, this stuff's going on, but it's going to be okay. And not every person can come to that place and not every person will. But I think that having something to hope in is something that a lot of people need. And it's something that I need. And I think it's something that Christians need. Um, and, and what I have seen a lot of times is there is usually this response um, of basically like, facts and truth are offered. So like the facts and the truth of Jesus are offered, but a lot of times that's where it stops. I heard Craig Rochelle say it uh, recently in a sermon series that he did where he, he basically says like, you know, we focus on the truth of Jesus, but not the way of Jesus. And that's very similar to some of the things that I talked about early on in the first few episodes of this podcast, where I had read um, Mark Scandrett and uh, John Mark Comer and um, Eugene Peterson and uh, numerous people that talk about this idea of following this way of Jesus. And when you follow the way of Jesus, I believe you truly reflect Jesus. And, and, and duh, like that, that seems obvious. But for me, a lot of times what I have observed in a more fundamental camp of Christianity or more like, you know, very straightforward form of Christianity that basically says Jesus is the way to salvation. Jesus is the way to heaven. Um, if you don't want to go to hell, believe in Jesus. And a lot of times it, it seems like the buck stops there. And and what, you know, what I've seen and, and met are a lot of really mean Christians that truly believe that truth and that fact. They believe that truth and fact, but they believe it with their minds and their hearts have not been changed and their lives have not been changed and which uh, is a way to respond. So what I see is, like I said, we got things going on in the church. We've got things going on in the world around us. 
And for specifically the church, you know, the question that arises for me is, well, is the model of church that we're doing causing these things to continue to happen? Is it our own fault because we have created a system of doing church that is not necessarily about community and family, but it's a way of doing church that is about service, services, not serving, but services, entertainment, sermons, music, and things like that. And all those things can be involved, but what is the centerpiece of many church services? It's one guy. And a lot of these scandals that have been happening are surrounded by around one guy trying to uphold the system that's been created. And so, you know, we see that and, and we see these things, these chaotic things going on in the church. And the question that I think about is like, well, are we even offering hope to people through the way we live within the church? Are we offering opportunities for people to lean on each other and lean on each other's like the hope that they have in Jesus? And it's a, it's a struggle for me because I've been working in church since I was like 19 years old. And so I've, I've been a part of church and I've done it one kind of way for most of my life. And so I ask the question sometimes of like, is this really the best way to do church? Is this what it means to be a family? Because when we read the scriptures and you read Acts and you read the, the early uh, church history, about the early churches, they were a community of believers. They were family. They were they 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 were had all things in common. They shared things. They were there for each other, and they walked alongside each other. And so, when we look at this this the church and the things that are going on, that question comes to mind. And then when I look at the world around me, you know, I see people that are struggling with all the different things that are happening and occurring. And the question that I think we have to ask is like what is it that I'm presenting and what kind of thing am I giving people and what kind of thing am I living out? And if it is not, you know, that hope and that thing that brings about something that leads people to seeing who Jesus was, then is it really a truth that uh, I believe? And so, you know, I feel like we have to continue to do that and we have to continue to lean on that. Um, and like I mentioned, the, the fundamental solution to this is a lot of times just giving people the gospel and giving people the truth of salvation without also having some kind of like life that is lived that reflects that. And so the truth that you believe, right, the truth that is believed by people should lead to action that reflects that truth. And if you say that we or if we say we believe in Jesus and we say we believe he is the way to being saved, and our lives don't look like it, and our lives don't look like this hope, then is it really something that has impacted us? Is it something that's really changed us? Is it something that's really made a difference in our life? And, you know, when we look and, and see the world around us, there first, I think, has to be this, like, this empathy for, for people and, and the things that are going on in their lives and the things that are causing them hurt and hardship. When, when I get on social media and I see the different arguments that are going on, especially this last week when, when Roe v. Wade was overturned, I saw probably 20 to 30 to the hundreds of different opinions about how to approach it, how to deal with it. And, and at the end of the day, what the, that reflects to me is so many people especially Christians, we are so concerned with giving our opinion and being right. Uh, and I mean, I guess that's kind of like, it's oxymoronic because I'm doing that on this podcast. But, you know, like when we when these things happen, a lot of times there is a response of, I have to give my truth, I have to give my opinion, I have to give my fact, and I have to give my belief 
before I think about how this situation or this decision or this event or this chaos has impacted you, makes you feel, or what it does in your heart and in your mind. Uh, and so I think that there has to be this kind of like, like continual observation of how we personally respond to those things, especially as followers of Jesus, and a continual observation of like the question of where is my empathy? Do I have empathy? Do I care? Am I concerned? And the solution I don't think can be just offering people, well, here's the gospel and here's the truth. Here's what I believe. Do something with it. It'll change your life. And I think a lot of times that happens, but what people need is something they can hope in. And what does that look like? I think that every individual has to wrestle with that and deal with that. What does it look like for you to like, maybe take a step back from giving your opinion, giving your facts, giving your truth, giving the things that you think to be right in the response to the chaos around us. Um, You know, I think that for me, like I have to continually observe, like, you know, how much grace am I giving people? Like how, how judgmental am I? How often do I respond to like other people and the way in which they live? And, and I say, oh, well, I wouldn't do that. Or I don't think like that. Well, of course I don't because I'm a completely different person. And what we as followers of Jesus have the opportunity to do is to be intentional, slow down and take moments to, to in, in the midst of chaos to respond to situations and say, you know, I don't understand their perspective but maybe I should try to, maybe I should seek to. And, you know, when you look at Jesus, Jesus moved slowly, but he moved intentionally. Jesus walked everywhere he went. And you, you really can't be in a rush if you're walking everywhere. Um, and so Jesus was in, is, is intentional. He was aware of the things going on around him, but he was intentional to the hurting and the perspectives and the things that other people were going through. And he was very like up close. And what we see is Jesus had a proximity to the, the pain that people were dealing with, the hardship that people were dealing with, the sickness that people were dealing with, the different beliefs that people had. Jesus made himself close to those things. And a lot of times if we just stay in our tribes and stay in our groups, we can't understand other people's situation and we can't understand how other people respond and think about the things that are going on around us. And if we think that we're so right, that our truth is so right, that we don't even take the time to understand where other people are coming from, one, they will not care about the truth or the opinions that you have, and you will not be offering hope that is, for me personally as a Christian, is Jesus. And so like, you know, when you look at Jesus, like think about like the story of Jesus where he's walking through the crowd and he feels this woman touch him. And even in the midst of this crowd, he, he, he like knows it happens and he's aware of what's going on. Jesus was very intentional. He was always present. He always knew what was going on around him and he always responded to it in a way that was like patient in a way that was slow. And so, you know, when I look at these two things that I've kind of presented where I've, I've looked at uh, the world and the chaos and the political spectrum that we have going on in our country that brings about so much division. And then we see the brokenness and the hurt hurt uh, from church leadership, from church pastors, from church systems, from church organizations. It is this continual reminder for me of like, okay, there is a lot going on and what people need is not my truth, not my solution, not my resolve, but what people need is hope. And when I look at Jesus and I look at the way that he lived and I look at how he acted and interacted with people, Jesus was a person who was, was open to all people. 
He was open to different perspectives. He was open to other types of people. Um, he was not closed-minded. He was not against anyone else other than those that were so certain that their way was the right way. When you look at Jesus, I mean, he continually says, you've heard it said, but I say to you. Jesus was continually presenting a, a new perspective, a new kind of way to be human. And, you know, for us as followers of Jesus, I think that we have to continually be challenged by the question of like, am I offering that hope? Am I offering my own thoughts and my own facts and my own opinions, or am I offering the hope that uh, we believe to be true about Jesus? That and this is for me as I think rethink Christianity. Rethinking Christianity means rethinking what does it mean for me to follow Jesus today, and what does it mean for me to present Jesus through my life today. I think that you know if you feel the need and the desire to present Jesus through words, great. But I think that if Christians were more focused on like presenting Jesus through their actions and the way that they treated people, people would be more open to the truth and the words that they would want to give to others. Um, So for me, this is something that I've been just thinking about and something that I've kind of like wrestled with of like, what does it mean for me to offer hope? Not necessarily truth, not necessarily opinions, and not necessarily facts and the things that I believe to be true. But how do I respond to different opinions, different things in the world around me, in a way that is showing the compassion and the grace and the patience of Jesus with an openness and a, a, a way that may be different than what I have always tried to be or what I've always tried to do. Uh, and when I look at the church, I ask the question, what, what can we do differently? Are we giving people community? Are we giving people a family that, that is all hoping in this Jesus together? Um, and so, you know, I just wanted to get on here and kind of just do a short episode on some of these thoughts that I've been thinking through. Um, you know, the, the world is chaotic and it will continue to be, it will always be. But, you know, for Christians, what is our response to this world? What is our response to the things going on? What is the way in which we live our lives that shows people the truth that you believe, right? The truth that you believe should impact the way in which you live. And if it doesn't, how good is that truth? Like, you know, if you are a jerk, but you're very truly sincere in your belief of Jesus being Savior and Christ, how great is that truth to people that aren't really open to it? But if you are one that lives out hope and grace and patience, and you believe the truth that Jesus is Christ and Jesus is worth following, then people are more open to that. So that's something to think about. I think that we all are on this journey of faith together. We're all on this path. Um, And we're all just, I think, trying to make it in this world that at times feels chaotic. Um, You know, however you respond to um, the chaos around you, I just want to encourage you to like, maybe take some time to rest, get off social media, get away from the news, get get time to be quiet and be alone and and observe the teachings of Jesus and observe like the way in which he lived and, and look to implement those things into your life so that you can offer hope, you can be intentional and you can slow down. Uh, and so that's all I got for you on this episode today on Rethinking Christianity. Our world is in need of hope. And I hope that as we rethink Christianity and we rethink what it means to follow Jesus, that we can present that in a new way, uh, not just one that presents our own opinions and our truths and our facts, but one that presents a way of life that truly looks different and truly brings about hope in the midst of chaos. And uh, with all that being said, 
This is Rethinking Christianity. I hope this gives you something to think about. Until next time, I'm Blake.